0: Rock and roll
1: Somebody had to make a move.
2: You had to make a move.
1: Yeah, somebody had to make a move. It is inside Florida racing after all.
2: Man, my goodness, uh, time to be back on. Uh, so we're a day late. You know, I guess it's better to be a day late than uh, ten dollars short.
1: <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Um, <laughs> tonight.
2: Yeah, we're we're uh, we're missing CC tonight. She's missing an action and.
1: Uh, Yes, as a matter of fact, I, I think it's kind of like this, Rob. Uh, uh, Cece went to the infirmary, and we uh, we drug Carol Wicks out of the infirmary and brought her into the studio with us tonight.
2: Carol, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm good, hon. How you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Good. How's the boy? Boy's great. Doing fine. Are you racing yet? Told, um, yeah, he races around the house. <laughs> let him down once the shoes are on. You put his shoes on, it's like a wind-up play. <laughs> you better get ready.
3: Hey, welcome everybody else to Inside Florida Racing.
2: Folks, appreciate you uh, tuning in with us tonight. Um, man, what a week of racing that has gone by in this uh, seed month of racing, and uh, got a lot of folks to talk to tonight, and uh have to deal with a lot of racetracks that we're racing, Jack, everywhere.
1: Oh, you know, I'm did telling you. Have you
2: any races over the weekend?
1: Oh, I'm telling you. I, I put in about 800, I think 800 or 900 miles over the weekend, and... Uh, and that and we still and had a rain out, had a it would have been a thousand if we hadn't have been for the rain out, but uh or they, they called it over at Auburndale on Sunday, but uh I went to New Smyrna on Friday as uh with the modified reunion deal, which Carol Wicks will tell you all about and uh Jerry Benner I'll talk about later in the in the show and as a matter of fact we have a, quite a bit of stuff from New Smyrna tonight. We're gonna talk to Chad Pierce, um, we're gonna talk to Drew Brannon and Stephen Nassi, all three of whom uh had uh, pretty good weeks over at uh, New Smyrna the past week.
2: Yeah, you know, I see who else had a good week over there. Mr. Rogers had a great uh, win over there.
1: <laughs> yes, he did. As a matter of fact, um, there he was on uh, Trackside tonight, last night, with uh, Randy Dye and uh, Billy Osborne. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> we'll have that interview, along with an interview from Ted Christopher, later, uh, probably it'll be on uh, Real Racing USA tonight. Um, they had a pretty good interview though with uh, David Rogers.
2: So he won the championship for the late model.
1: Yeah, it was cool. I was I had actually planned to uh, to uh, personally I was I was there to give uh, present the Pedro Sportsmanship Award and I would had kind of planned to leave early and go to Auburndale um, for the Saturday night show of the uh, Figure Eight deal over there. And uh, when I got to New Smyrna, I hadn't really been paying all that close of attention. I had discovered that. David Rogers and Jeff Choquette were tied even, dead even, uh, for the championship there of the Super Late Models going into the final night, and uh, so I had to stay, obviously, to see that, and it turned out to be pretty worthwhile. It was was very cool. Jeff uh, was in second almost the entire night. Finally, uh, his car, he had a mechanical problem with two laps to go that, actually he had been fighting the whole race and forced him out of the race with two laps to go. But he wouldn't have caught uh David Rogers. It was a David Rogers night.
2: Yeah, well, you know, uh David Rogers uh wrapping that deal up and doing so well would sure put him in the running for driver of the year candidate, maybe driver of the month, excuse me.
1: Yeah, and as a matter of fact, at the end of the show tonight, we are going to announce the January Hildebrand Jewelers, Driver of the Month for January 2009, making them this, this driver that we nominate or we we will give the January uh, deal to. He will be, of course, in the running for the 2009 Hildebrand Jewelers Inside Florida Racing Driver of the Year, The Ring. The,
2: the Cheryl, Ring. He was at our little get-together that we have for the Driver of the Year. Carol, did you have a good time there?
1: I'm sorry, Um he he wanted to know if you had a good time or did you like did it really suck?
3: Oh, up at East pay? No. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Rod. Little,
2: uh...
3: That's where they gave the ring away. Yeah. Johnny. Yeah. Oh, okay. I misunderstood. Yes. I I, let me turn my run.
2: hearing aid up, Rod. <laughs> Hold on a second. Turn your hearing aid. Yeah. Let me. Let <laughs> you know what <laughs> his thing. problem
3: is? He goes to so many places so fast. He doesn't know where he's coming from.
2: We were referring to the Driver of the Year award that. Uh, gave away there at East Bay and uh, we'll be doing it again probably about the same time
3: uh next time they'll have the coffee going right
2: we'll give the 2009 year award in 2010 it seems like that's so far away but it's right around the corner um so we're going to announce that winner tonight um, amongst a lot of things we're going to talk a lot about racing but uh, we got Chad Pierce on tonight uh, Sportsman award, um why don't you, uh, Jack, real quick, uh, explain what that Pete Orr Sportsman Award is.
1: Um, every year, uh, beginning in 2004, um, which represented basically the year 2003, um, we decided when um, uh, when Pete Orr um, died back in 2002 in November, we really felt that something more than just a race was appropriate for that um for that man and, and we started presenting this uh or sportsmanship award um, the first winner was Jay Middleton back then in 2004 and um, it basically is as you know I, I ask um, I, Bobby Sears won the award two years ago and, and I asked him a couple of questions the other night and I asked him how he looked at it now uh, compared to you know like now that it's been a couple of years. He said, basically, the neatest thing about that award was it wasn't something that you could set out to earn. It wasn't something that you could go do something to win. It was something that was awarded to you by people in the racing community because they felt you deserved it. And he said, therefore, it means more to him than any award he has ever gotten the cup itself is it's a beautiful award it's a it's a, um uh, i don't know about a 20 inch tall uh silver uh cup on a beautiful mahogany base and um and it's some he has his right on top of his television so that he <laughs> it never goes away I like
2: but, the Stanley Cup they only get to keep it for a year you got to give it back
1: no no it's it's one they'll keep their whole life and uh and, and it's cool it's it because Pete was, was so well-known as, as a guy who, he was just a real good person, and he helped a lot of people. He wanted to go out of his way to help people. And I know it, he really made an impression on me because, you know, and, and I first got involved in the racing media back about 12 years ago. One of the first people that I ran across who was really, he really did go out of his way to assist me and, and was always available to uh, to give me information and advice, and and he was that way with everybody.
2: Yeah, he was cool. You know, I definitely got to race around him in, when I raced in the Florida Pro Series. Cool guy to be around. He could take a joke. You had to be able to take a joke if you were going to race in that deal, because there was a lot of jokes, <laughs> there's a lot of things like that that went on, and uh,
1: yeah, yeah, you so. Know, uh, we're going to talk it's to Ken Kennedy.
2: They, they, they uh, hold this race in his honor there in, yeah. uh, at New Smyrna, and I think it falls right in line with a lot of these guys. It's such a gas guy like Rogers just as much as uh, the Governor's Cup that's, uh, that's held there and the Clyde Hart. You know, it's another one of those big races now that... Um,
1: it is, Rob. It really is. And and uh, as as David uh, Rogers is, and, and uh, most of the men that have won that race uh, in the last since it started in 2003, um, you know, they, it's something that's very, it means a lot to them. I mean, um, it means, like Travis Kittleson, I mean, it was overwhelming when Travis won. You know, it's just a big, big deal. Well,
2: I, and look at the drivers at race it. I want to I wanna call this out, you know, because we, we so much uh, uh, talk about when don't have good car counts on certain races or whatever. Uh, super late models, 31 of them here. Um, in the finishing order, um, and I see uh, from Showcat to Schofield, Rogers, Russell, Anderson, Daniel Webster, finished sixth. Kale um, Gale, another great racer, you know, uh, Eddie Ganey, um, DJ McLeod, he was in there. And then I see another one, a youngin, Seth Greco, racing the late model, number yep. 74. Yep. He uh, finished 19th, but you know, there's a kid that we watched racing go-karts over there at uh, Dirt Devil Speedway before I met him and watched him race those trucks down there at Charlotte County Speedway and, and race trucks in other places and then get into late model racing, and uh, he's only probably 15 years old if that.
1: You see that, uh, that that young lady there. What's her? Her last name is Long, I believe. I think she finished fifth.
2: Joanna Long, yeah.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to get her on inside Florida racing here in the very near future because uh, she is the real deal. Uh, she had a great finish, uh, from what I understand, the Snowball Derby. She did very good up in the Speed Fest up in Atlanta. Or I'm not sure if that's what whether it's called, but the 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 uh, at, uh, Lanier uh, uh, the National Speedway. She had an excellent showing in that whole winter national event they had up there, and uh, she definitely. Um, Held her own in the in the P. Memorial.
2: The Perry Love Lady, another name, you know. Just
1: well, Jeff Schofield was out there banging them. He was trying. He was Schofield.
2: Working. He was one I said at the beginning. Uh, yeah. just, a, just a bunch of racers. Matt Bauer, you know. Uh, and
1: and I'll tell you, those guys in the first twenty laps of that race, those guys up front. I mean, it was there was more than one time. There was probably a half a dozen times in the early laps where there was three ride coming through turn four. Oh, yeah. It was uh, it was uh, pretty amazing. But, you know, also, Rob, uh, on the previous night, uh, Carol, what was, we understand that modified race was off the charts on Friday night.
3: It it you couldn't have told who was going to win that race until the very, very end. It was back and forth, back and forth. Everybody was on the edge of their seats screaming. It was amazing. The racing at New Smyrna this week, I don't think you could beat it anywhere. And you're talking about young kids there, Rob. Steven Nassy is 13 years old and won the crate late model race Friday night. That was yeah. pretty amazing, and they said somebody from the Speedway said he had had a great week all week.
2: Yeah, Carol, but, did you
1: get did, on the show tonight as well? Yeah, Carol, I just wanted to ask Carol, Rob. Uh, Carol, did, did you get involved in the fight that they had down there? And in, in after that, that
3: yeah, I beat the crap out of them guys. Did, did you, yeah, 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 yeah. They're what not messing with about. Wicks.
1: I don't. I wasn't. There. I wasn't there, so I don't know. But. I, I just
3: about? heard Jason Boyd got in a scrap with somebody. I don't know who it was. Oh, I
2: got you. Okay. Where's this at? Where? Yeah.
3: New Smyrna.
2: Oh. We. I. I hear that there was some other shenanigans going on at the. Uh, let's zoom on over to Auburndale Seedway. <laughs> so let's
0: talk
2: about uh, uh, the big uh, figure eight stuff. Eddie Van Meter uh, getting the win in the big world uh, outlaw uh, figure eight deal. Uh, what's going on there, Jack? I hear that there was some issues with one of the guys that we talked to on the telephone uh, during the week last, uh, or two weeks ago.
1: Well, I mean, hey, if you listen to the interviews that we had uh, leading up to this thing, it was going to be a wild and woolly affair, right? And that's yeah. uh, exactly what it turned out to be. Uh I mean, it was ready-made for a little bit of controversy. I mean, come on, you had the guys, you had eight guys coming down from uh, Indianapolis or in that area who uh, have uh, big motors, big cars, fast cars, a lot faster than the guys in Florida. And um, and then you have the Florida, hey, Florida's got a reputation for being a little scrappy when they need to be Florida <laughs> drivers. And uh, I think a little bit of that came to the forefront, and uh, they tore up some cars on Friday night. And uh, tore up a few more on Saturday, and uh, you know the guys with the big motors uh, won out.
2: I wonder what kind of car Michael Cherry had there because I see he finished second. Let's well, see what?
1: well, here's here here's what one person pointed out to me, who was one of one of our uh, reporters, and I don't remember whether it was uh, Bill or, or Bill Green or, or Phil Shriver. but uh, they pointed out somebody pointed out to me that you know John Laval the world's most hated driver, of course, he, um, you know, he's very familiar with that deal up there, and he, he runs up there, and it's not surprising that uh, Cherry had one of the faster cars here in Florida. Well, no,
2: no there's no doubt, because, listen, going I was gonna say, Jimmy Cherry, um, his father used to run Figure 8. He was the owner of Figure 8 cars. Sure. Pro 8. Sure. For years, and... Uh, Back in the day, when was, like I was talking about when Red Band used to drive my car in the Figure Eight for Sunshine, and you know, he used to drive cars for Jimmy Cherry. And when Michael was little, I remember when Michael was just a baby. Jimmy used to carry him around, you know. And uh, to see him, he races dirt late models. But look, he's also uh, obviously a Figure Eight racer because he finished second in the hundred lapper. Um, Wayne Calkins finished fourth. Uh, Jimmy Thompson—that's a name that I haven't said let roll off my lips in a long time. There's another guy. Sunshine Speedway that used to put on a show when it would come to figure eight racing. So,
1: well, and um, and, and and there Michael, was
2: a certain amount of good racing that went on, but probably a lot of crashes.
1: And, and Michael Cherry, of course, now he, uh, you know, he's raced up there, up at Indy. So, you know, he's he's no uh, he's no rookie at that game. No, no.
2: I, so I'm saying with with his dad doing, it, I knew he, he he's raced those things a lot, you know, and. I think just recently he might have got involved in the dirt stuff, but he's more of a guy that came from uh, Auburndale area.
1: But they had they had a what is called a Friday night crowd at Auburndale. It was uh, maybe five hundred or so, and uh, on Friday night, and uh, they had basically the cars on Friday, and the crowds. They lost some cars. So they had a little less cars. I think they had nineteen, I believe, was how many started on Saturday, and they had, uh, but they had a big crowd, maybe um, perhaps fifteen hundred, maybe. Somewhere in that figure it would be our guess. and um, uh, That's great. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, hey, if nothing else, it brought some excitement to the, and it certainly brought attention back to the figure eights, which should be one of the more exciting shows that fans get to see that are still stock cars, that are still race cars going out and doing it, you know. It's a thrill show, but yet it's still, uh, still uh, racing, you know.
2: Yeah, and it's great for Speed Week. I mean, look at all the other stuff that goes on during Speed Week. It's Speed Week month, okay, it's a whole month of racing, and uh, I think it was a great addition to it, and it sounds like a lot of other folks did, too.
1: And, uh, of course, last week we were going to talk some about Charlotte County, and we'll get to to the meat of that later on. But uh, just to to put a point on it here, uh, Rob, they also had a little bit of an experimental deal. They uh, went to $10 for a, a special fan appreciation night on uh valentine's night saturday the 14th
2: congratulations to them for finally
1: uh yep they had um
2: dropping the price to get in a little bit
1: yeah they had just under 500 uh people come in uh, paid to to come in to see that show and um
2: yeah let's look at the deal i mean the the big ticket of the night was figure eights in the the soto champ cart and it was on uh, it was on lover's night on valentine's night um I mean, I, I think that's great. I, I Had 500 people there, and uh, hopefully um, they continue to do some $10 admissions because you know, talked about it before about the fair costing $12 to get in. You know, I thought about that a little bit more after uh, a little bit. But the fair, they're they're dummies too. They they should have never uh, charged $12 to get in the fair. I think they were so under under what their normal would be. That uh, they probably uh, a couple of the times they did drop the admission off, and it really, it, it really picked up. You know when they announced those times the year it got free admission. You know the place was packed.
1: Right, right. So well, you know they charged fifteen up at Auburndale for the for the big figure eight show, and you uh, know all in all that that thing came out pretty good. The deal down at Charlotte came out pretty good, and uh, hopefully uh, they will do more of that because. You know, as we, you know, our guess is, and I think you concur, that they're probably going to do pretty good in the, the next few weeks with opening night and, and the early part of the season where you tend to get good crowds and, and a lot more cars. But that $20 nut is going to be hard. That's going to be tough on the fans. That's all there is to it. You know, with the
2: opening of the season, they should set a precedent and just come out and say, listen, until things turn around, this is how much it's going to cost to get in.
1: Yeah, well. If
2: you know what, if they really, if they were more sticklers about the people that got in for free, that probably don't need to, that aren't media or aren't, you know, they, they sneak in some way or another because they've got some kind of inside connection. You'd be surprised, you know. Just think, ten of them is a hundred bucks at ten dollars a head.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, well, Rob, you get my vote for for will we'll, if we had an election for uh, the racing commissioner of Florida, I think you would you would get my vote, Rob.
2: I don't
1: have time. <laughs> I don't have time for it. <laughs> All right. How about let's take a break and come back and talk to uh, some of these folks we got on the show tonight?
2: Yeah. Uh, Ken Kenny, Carol Wick, Jerry Benner are uh, talking about the reunion. So,
1: uh, Drew yeah.
2: Bannon, Sue Brandon, Steve Nassie. We got a lot of people to talk to.
1: We'll get to it.
4: Your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done.
1: We're back here on Inside Florida Racing for uh, February the 17th, a Tuesday night instead of a Monday night. and uh, We did that just so uh, we could have our next guest on because he's never available on Monday. <laughs> really? <laughs> See, that's how special our next guest is. Ken Kenny. it's time to get the United Dirt Late Models show back on the road, man. Yes,
5: sir. Hey, I appreciate that, guys. I really, really do. Um, pretty flattering. Yeah, Monday's kind of a crazy night for me. But I uh, I do appreciate you guys Monday night, Tuesday night. And, yeah, I'm ready to go back. I'm ready for year number two. I uh, Ready for no sophomore jink and, you know, an encore season here.
2: Yeah, the season turned right around. I mean, uh, the year's gone by like, bam, like that. You're already back to Ocala Speedway again, huh? Yeah,
5: I'm I'm real excited. I mean, O'Cala was awesome last year and you know, Mike Peters and Angie are you know, great hosts. I couldn't pick a better place to be to open and uh you know, they were great last year and I expect it to be a repeat of last year. I really do. I uh I I had a chance, you know, I've been sick a little bit, I told Jack, you know, real sick for off and on for a month, but I uh I come out of it about the right time now, and uh, I've been talking to drivers off and on all day today, and I've got some real serious commitments to run for the championship this year, more than actually, you know, some real solid ones, even more than we had at this time last year.
2: Well, it sounds great. Uh, has Ocala got some new dirt or something going in there?
5: I, uh, to be honest with you, again, you know, through Speed Week and stuff, I've, I've been sick. I'm not sure. I, uh, I I'm not sure. You know, I I don't know. I know they had, uh, you know, quite a few shows over Speed Week also. And, uh, you know, I didn't hear anything negative. So I, But I don't know if they got any new dirt or not.
1: So what, is there any changes that you see? What are, how are things going to be different? I mean, I'm sure that there's some things that you've uh, taken a look at and maybe going to do a little differently this year.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, specifically you know we went in last year not having a clue about dirt tires you know we didn't our group you know myself Tommy Kelly and um you know Tommy was you know thrown to the wolf last year you know by uh you know uh trial and error on the tires and you know now he knows it pretty well and we're gonna you know go in there with a what should be a solid tire rule you know because that's the biggest argument it seems like in, in racing especially on dirt believe it or not and uh you know we've got a solid solid understanding of the Hoosier tires and the punch rule and what it's supposed to do, and we're going into you know a situation where you know Tommy's coming back again for his second year and very experienced coming in, and he, and he definitely knows all the players in the in the you know in the game, and I think he you know he's a key key ingredient to it. And then you know last year going in it was basically me and Tommy, and this was in the very beginning. This is even before I really hooked up super with jack and uh you know uh you know to where he he really started helping us tremendously uh but when we first started it was me and tommy and uh kept running a long distance and, and uh and this year you know we're going in with uh you know these guys me and jack have an awesome relationship and rick angies and you know and now billy you know billy osborne you couldn't ask for a more experienced uh dirt guy in florida all the way around um and he you know from the media standpoint from running a racetrack from you know uh, taking care of the drivers running the tower and uh you know billy's going to be with us from day one and uh i think that's massive you know really huge so we've got i think a lot more experience going in uh lisa mamp came on late in the year you know uh as a scorer and you know taking care of a lot of the stuff for us and you know she'll be with us from day one and you know, of course, Rob Kohler will be back. So I, I think our staff is really experienced, and I think we're, you know, poised to go into into the year with a lot better understanding this year.
3: Ken, it's Carol Wicks. How you doing?
5: Great, Carol. It's good to hear from you. Very it, good to hear from you. It's good to
3: hear from you. I'm glad you're feeling better. I went through that too. I had that bronchial pneumonia. Um, yeah, I know you're great. you're very busy with the Dirt Late Model series, but how's life changed for you since you bought the track?
5: Um. <laughs> I'm being very honest with you, Carol. Uh I've kept it pretty uh real. In other words, my you know, Jack knows me to be go 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 and go to two, three in the morning and as he knows when I got sick with the same thing you got, I and I had a relapse from it. It's first time I've been sick in twenty something years of any consequence and uh it kind of put things a little bit into perspective and then the economy and you know, so I I'm taking my time with the racetrack. I'm I am very, very excited about it. Um and, uh, you know, the county, from a political standpoint, you know, the county is, uh, making me bring the crack 100% in, as if it was a new facility from scratch. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but in the long run, I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. You know, I, I met with an engineer earlier today and we, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be something to look at when you go there. You won't see a pig farm on the left and a junkyard on the left. And, well,
3: darn, uh, I'm disappointed. <laughs> Yeah. I, I I think if anybody's going to be successful, can you will?
5: I appreciate that a lot, and I I'm, I'm glad you did ask about that too because I think in the long run it kind of changed the um, perception of the series. The fact that we were serious enough to step out and you know make a larger commitment to racing, you know, and, and that's kind of you know, my big thing. I mean, we're in this to stay. I mean, I, I heard a comment the other day, even I called somebody. and said, well, we heard you sold the series, and I hadn't heard that in six months, any rumor like that. And, you know, I like this. It's, it's my, you know, it's my hobby and passion, and, you know, I plan on going forward. I'm I'm excited, actually, real excited.
2: That's always good when you hear stuff like that. Yes. You know, cause they're, they're, they're talking about you, and it, and it puts value to your whole deal,
1: don't it?
5: <laughs> I hear you, Rob.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: we um. I tell you what, man. Terry Wall being down here uh, has been great for us too, and you know Terry's adding some sponsorship for both the series and the racetrack. And you know, there's, uh, you know, again, I, I couldn't be more excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to Ocala, and. Again, I, you know, I think a lot of people, and you know how it is in this business. I mean, there, I've learned in the short period of time I've been in it now that, you know, there's, you got your lovers, but you got your haters all the time too. And no matter what you do, they're still going to be there. And, um, you know, I, I kind of like proving them wrong, you know, over and over and over. And, uh, I couldn't do it by myself if it wasn't for an awesome staff and a great support from the media and, you know, the driver and crews, fans, you know, we'd, be stuck, but I, you know, we keep getting the support, and, you know, we, we, Jack, I got some real good news tonight on, on a couple more guys that definitely were going to commit to run for the championship, and it really, uh, you know, excited me a how little many, more. How
2: many, how
5: many do you have now? Um, that I, run the you know, it's we're around nine or ten that are actually going to commit to run for the whole deal right now, today, before you ever get to Ocala. And, um, you figure by the weekend, you know, that number could double because you know, I'm going to go to work extra, extra hard the rest of this week and the beginning of next week. And, you know, me and Jack talked about it. We, you know, he, they've done an awesome job with the website. You know, Jack has. And, you know, this year we want to go into Cal and get the proper pictures with the face shots of the guys and really, you know, really have the thing, you know, be even a little more upscale than it even was. And I thought it was great last year, you know, but, um, um, and
2: listen, I would Go ahead. say what a series that that you run. I mean, <laughs> as an asphalt eight mile racer, when you you know hear the struggles and stuff and all the stuff that goes on with uh, you know the, the, the guys trying to make their payouts. And I see when I look at your payouts, I mean you don't have many. You got one race that's twenty five hundred, but every one of them three thousand to win for only fifty laps, pretty much. And then you got you know five thousand for seventy five. You got Hundred lap or you guys pay ten thousand to win? My wow. goodness! Uh, if there's anybody out there looking to build a car, I mean, this would be the one to run a series. in.
1: well, you know that's that's cool. Well, I want
2: to tell you something. Go ahead. Go ahead. what you just said, um, I had a lot of calls
5: lately from guys that I raced with in the '90s that were major players on asphalt that are that you guys wouldn't think about, you know, because we all think of the. You know, the recent guys, the you know, the Wayne Anderson that bought a dirt car and the Rich Pratt who's been very successful in, you know, so his transformation and you know, the uh Brezhnehan, of course you know has run well when he when he's raced and um but I had a call from Ron Regula and I don't know if you guys yeah, to- yeah. Ron Regula when they sure. had the Jackaroo Sportsman mm-hmm. series and uh Ron won that series um when it when it tagged him with the original Hooters Cup deal. Um, and Ron Ragula, they're building the dirt car. Um, their original plan is to run close and, you know, to get used to it. And then, you know, they're talking about building the car for a series, you know. And Ron, Ron was a, you know, long time veteran of Hialeah and sure uh, race Charlotte off and on, you know. And he said Charlotte about got the best of him lately, but he, uh, you know, he, he's going to have a car. And then I don't know if you guys remember Pat McNear. You know, Pat McNear's probably 70 years old now. Um, and Pat looks like he did 10 years ago. He looks fantastic. <laughs> and, uh, Pat and, uh, Frank Linhart, his, uh, son in law, called me and they're going to build a, a dirt car, not necessarily just for the series, but, um, to run even in And So there's a lot of asphalt guys that are just, you know, taking notice to the way dirt is taken off in Florida. And,
1: well, you know, Ken, Ken, you brought up a really good point. I was talking with Terry Wall last night, um, who is the the national sales representative for the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series, and we were t- talking about this because Terry, Terry doesn't—he's he, been an asphalt guy his whole life—and uh, I, I was I was explaining some things that I had learned last year, having been out with you the whole year, and 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 I mean, for me, it was one of the biggest years of learning. Um, that I've had in this whole racing thing, because many of us in the media who have been on the asphalt side of the ledger, such as Rick Angie, such as Scott McAllister, we've all talked over the years about we couldn't figure out why it is that the dirt races, there would be so many, every time we turn around, there's a 10,000 to win dirt race somewhere, you know, and, and we couldn't figure out why there was all this sponsorship in dirt and not so much, it was harder in asphalt, it wasn't happening. And I was explaining to Terry a lot of the things that he's going to learn this year uh, by being on, going to these dirt races, and he'll see. And I would really highly suggest that, that asphalt owners could learn some things, not changing their tracks to dirt, but just learn some things by going to some more dirt races and, and looking at how those shows are run and the excitement level and things like that. And it's just a very, very exciting sport.
2: Yeah, then you can look beyond the even look beyond the cars though. That's, that's the thing. Right. Look, yeah. look beyond the racing. Well
5: you know you know it's weird. I uh I you know, I was an asphalt guy my whole life. I mean my, you know, four five, six year racing career was all on asphalt and um you know, I remember the the time of stays at uh Soto when it was packed to the maximum and the excitement that was always there and the excitement at Charlotte. I mean Charlotte was full all the time and you know, both the pits and the stands and you know, I I feel like... I, I don't know totally what's wrong. I mean, uh, some of it may be the way they're run, uh, some of it may be economics of the cost, I... I don't know, but to be very honest with you, the last few times I went to the asphalt tracks, even prior to getting back involved uh... you know, with the dirt, you know, before when I just went to the races because I felt like going by myself or even I, I don't know, I felt a sense of depression when I was at the racetrack. And I, and I love racing, and I, I love asphalt racing even, but I actually was depressed going to some of the racetracks. And,
3: uh. It hangs uh, over you like a dark cloud.
5: Yeah, I don't know why though. You know, I mean, it's just something that was just there. I mean, I I felt shallow. I felt like there wasn't a lot of fans, a lot of excitement, a lot of cars were gone, a lot of people were gone. It just, and you know, I can, I can, I have less heartbeat on it than you guys do. But you well,
1: know, we're a, we're yeah. certainly trying to, and and when we say this, we're not like by no means picking or downing, downgrading the the asphalt racing deal. It, it it's all we're saying is that you know we're still trying to figure it out ourselves what we can do to to get that excitement amped up a little bit you know and what we can do to to uh make it a little better show that that it, that uh, so you don't feel that that you you felt it two carol things. carol wicks was sitting here nodding her head when you were saying it ken
3: there's two things that come to mind one is the cost um if you have a family a going on a racetrack you've got to make it affordable you can pick up the slack somewhere else but you've got to get them in there
5: well, I, I can tell you this. Um, you know, when I do open the racetrack down here, I've I made up my mind. You know, you know, I don't know if the prices will be at ten dollars or twelve dollars. You know, because I'm out in here and I've got a. I want to put on a great product and a great mm-hmm. show, but I, but I can assure you, you know, my range of price is going to be in that low, low area of that you know ten, twelve buck deal. You know, and. uh you know, eight, ten, twelve dollars. You know. I think and, and twelve, kids. ten
3: is pretty fair. And um, another thing that really comes to mind too is a lot of times people get hung up in this racing industry. It's like an ego thing. When you got a track like yours or ours or whatever, people have to work together as a team. It's got to flow. If, yeah, if you have all that dissension inside, it's going to show outside.
5: I want to say something about Mike Peters now because, you know, we got off talking a lot about racing, which, you know, every time before we always talked about strictly the series. And um, I really, you know, I'm enjoying our conversation tonight because it's taken us in different areas. But mm-hmm. Mike Peters and Angie, um, Mike said something to me on the phone the other day. He said, I feel it's my obligation as a track owner to grow the sport. Uh, and that yes, told me
3: I agree. about
5: Mike Peters right there.
1: Absolutely. Well, we,
3: Mike Peters is one of the most <coughs> professional awesome people that own a race As a matter character. of
1: fact, we gave we quoted him on that exact thing of, within the last couple of weeks on this very show uh, about that, and and have talked about that. Ken, that that's you hit the nail right on the head.
5: Well, let me tell you, he's been one of my greatest allies and friends, and you know, uh, you know, I, I talked to Jack earlier off the record. You know, there'll there'll be some stuff I'll say openly in the future about you know, some other areas and other uh, people in racing that I, I don't feel the same way about. And, you know, but I'm not going to stir the pot today. But but in the future, I definitely, you know, will comment because I think there's track owners in Florida that are definitely there for the sport and to try to work together and for the benefit of everybody. And then there's other people that are not. and
2: uh Ken, would I know. be stirring the pot? Would this be stirring the pot to ask you how come East Bay is not on your schedule? <laughs> Oops. And, and see, I don't even know I don't even know what you guys are talking about, but I'll tell you one thing, I just happened to be looking through the schedule and you gotta believe us, Ken, is that me and Jack don't have a whole lot of conversation. Uh, well, contrary I, to what people think, but I wonder why are they not on your schedule. Um,
5: it's you know, to be honest, again, you know, East Bay Raceway Park was my favorite place to go catch a dirt race. Um bar none. And, uh, basically, I I went there quite a bit as a fan. I loved my time there last year. I loved all the races that I had there. They were exciting shows. The, it, the bleachers were packed. Um, Todd and I worked very well together as far as promoting the shows. I thought he did an awesome job. I thought we did an awesome job. We, meaning the media, uh, obviously Jack with Karnak, you guys, um, you know, everybody in the media that helped me. Um and then also, uh excuse me. And then also, uh, again I thought Todd did a great job, but uh they you know, they chose not to have us back, you know, for whatever reason. And um, you know, that was uh their decision. You know, that part is open. It, you know, it's their decision. I do have a race on the or a date on the schedule that says to be determined. And that race could be at Swainsboro in Georgia. That race could be in Albany. That race would be open for discussion if, uh, Todd now had a change of heart or, or wanted to discuss that date. You know, we, uh, I'd be open to discuss that, but, you know, cause obviously they have a good facility. But as of now, um, you know, they've chosen not to, uh, have us there this year. You so, what it is.
1: so when are you running for, when are you running for public office down there and which office <laughs> is it? <laughs>
5: I hear you. Um, <laughs> I, I I heard that part. The first, I didn't hear what else somebody said about going there
1: I'll,
5: or about.
1: Go ahead, Rob.
2: Um, no, is that is that it, it, you're saying that it's it's them, it's not you, it's not because of no, it, you that you're not happy. Oh, no no no
5: no, it's it's totally it's totally one sided uh, decision there.
2: Right, uh, oh, I'm going to find I, out. I'm going to find I, out.
5: Well, I, I no, I'm going to do it right over the air
2: when we do it. <laughs>
5: I don't care. That's fine. I mean, I. should oh, I mean, I, I want to
2: know. It, 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 it has nothing to do with with Tim uh, <laughs> Kennedy or with Todd. It has to do with your series that you guys have. These group of guys that you've been able to get together and the shows that you guys put on over there in his joint. I don't understand why he doesn't want you guys to come back there again. It's up to him. His place. You know he may be wanting to come there, and we're talking about it for uh, no reason. But I just noticed that it wasn't. On well,
5: you know, they, they. One thing I can say is, you know, there's several partners there, and um, sure. you know, I've, of course, I've, I've talked to Al many times and had good conversations and bad conversations, and um, you know, I've talked to many times and uh, also have had many good conversations and a few bad ones, and. Um, you know, I said I wouldn't go there, but I'll, I'll, I'll go forward being where we're there now. And, uh, you know, basically I think at I'm the beginning sorry. of the year, well, that's okay, man. I, I feel like they, uh, you know, felt like I pulled a lot of cars away from there. And, you know, to be very honest with you, um, it was the track where most people knew me, and when they weren't running late malls we ran them in and now and then, and I pulled to get those guys down here because, you know, that was my little world that I knew in the dirt car racing. I didn't know anything else, and uh, uh-huh. so there was some justification of that early in the year, but if you look past the first handful of races, you know, we only had uh, four or five guys that went with us, and this, you know, probably three of those guys will be back with us again this year. A few of the others have lost the rides because of the economy or situation. And, you know, but I think everything, ultimately, wherever we were, if we were from Jacksonville, we probably would have hurt Lake City and um, uh, Golden Isles uh, the most. But because my home and, you know, my home base was closest to there, we probably did affect them early in the year the most. And, uh, you know, I did make some mistakes along the way you know um you know just for lack of knowledge and and my first year in a series so i did make some mistakes but as a whole you mean in scheduling and scheduling races no i don't think so i i think my mistakes were more you know i i sold a couple brands of tires and you know you know there might there was a few conflicts there and you know we we worked through that I felt and uh I felt nothing happened that we couldn't have worked it out to have a race I still feel that way I mean if again if those guys later near called to to have that date I would be honored to go there and it did be in the past you know but um for for the for the most part um you know I'm going to do this if I have five race tracks to race at or 50 to race at and um I felt like um we were being squeezed and uh I felt like, um, you know, uh, basically East Bay didn't want to fare, and obviously, if a couple more from Florida wouldn't want to fare, it would have hurt us. But as it turned out, you know, that wasn't the case. Everybody else invited us back. And to be frank with you, if I wanted to have a NASCAR schedule, if I wasn't worried about the racers' families and the economy this year, I could have had a 40 race schedule.
3: You hit it right on the head. I think they need a break.
1: Well, yeah, you know, Ken. That's a, one thing about this this sport, and that you're learning it more and more all the time. Being in the business, uh, not just as a driver, but in the business end of it, is one thing about this sport. Is is whatever the landscape is today, it's going to be different tomorrow. There's mm-hmm. always changes, and and it's a very, as you discovered, trying to put a schedule together. You started uh, admirably, I think, trying to put a schedule together way, way early. Uh, like even before your banquet and had it all ready, and you've learned how hard that is to accommodate everybody without um, creating conflicts. Conflicts seem to be inherent in this sport uh, because of just the nature of it. It's, It's almost unavoidable.
3: You're dealing with thousands of people, different personalities, different likes and dislikes, and there's no way you can ever please all of them.
5: Well, you know, Carol, one thing that I did learn from Jack and it took me a while to learn it. See, last year I was in Utopia before the season started because I was just doing my thing. I wasn't
0: mm-hmm. paying attention
5: to nobody else. And um once I did try to start paying attention to other people and I was extremely frustrated by the scheduling part because I, I was trying to do a good job for the fans and have these great T shirts made up for O'Cala which became impossible and you know, all the things that I wanted to do, the calendars and stuff and and you can't do it when your schedule's changing every other day and you know, we you know, obviously still it is my second year although I do strive to try to be you know, like we were perfect. It you know, in our second year we uh you know, we still have some tracks that you have to work out the scheduling. You know, in East Bay, you know, let's face it, East Bay is extremely successful when it comes to their winter nationals and they've been around a very long time. I mean and you know, whether it be, you know, Todd now and, 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 you know, the Von family owning the racetrack, um, they, you know, that track's been there for years and years and years and has, has always had a great deal of success. And, um, you know, these guys have had a lot of success too. So they've done a lot of things right without a shadow of a doubt and it is their business. And, um, you know, they've got to make decisions that are good for, for East Bay. And, um, you know, but we, we str- we were trying to you know work with them on a schedule we tried very hard to work with golden isles and you know frankie lloyd is a pretty awesome track and, and uh... you know sometimes misunderstood but definitely um cares about the sport and he basically you know has a similar points payout a big ten thousand thousand dollar one late mall deal so we obviously didn't want to clash with him because we didn't want to take anybody's opportunity away from winning that championship also so, what I've managed to do with uh, Billy and the track owners you know uh and also you know Bobby Guy or one of uh frankie's assistants, we've managed to have a schedule now that only conflicts one weekend with the national A-Mall series um basically the national a mall series uh golden isles and our, and myself um all having ten thousand win points deals or more um we uh, don't conflict except on one day of the whole year. And that's, we're in Swainsboro and, uh, not Swainsboro, we're in, uh, Screven when, uh, the National Animal Mall Series is in Albany. And we tried to contact them to change it and they were unwilling. And we had a two day event, so we couldn't change ours either. So, and,
0: right.
5: we're, you know, something I'm going to change. You were asking me about change, rock. One thing I am going to change. See, last year, I didn't believe in a drop a race deal because I thought, you know, NASCAR will have a drop race for a reason, you know <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, if you go and go to all the races, well, we added some races this year and the economy is bad, so what I'm going to do is let the paid members at Ocala vote if they want to have a one drop race uh, a year for this year only, um, possibly I'm, I will let them vote and if they decide to have one drop race, then, then we'll have it this year and that We'll give everybody the opportunity to take a little bit of pressure off.
1: And, and, the United Dirt Lake Model Challenge Series is going to qualify, right? At, at Ocala. Oh,
5: yes, absolutely, at Ocala. We sure are. And that has uh, brought a lot more commitments to the table for this Ocala race.
0: Yeah, that's cool. we got
5: some,
2: uh, some races that are, um, like october twenty and third twenty fourth you've got one in Ocala and one in Volusia yep. that are championship rounds of racing uh April seventeenth and eighteenth you've got' back to back May fifteenth and sixteenth to those kind of uh race dates pose any kind of uh issues with car count and such
5: by having the two races yeah. um well, we did it obviously for travel purposes if you're gonna to go to Alabama to race one night. Um, you'd rather race two nights, especially the ones at Loxley at Deep South. There are two, you know, two races at the same racetrack. So I honestly think you're going to get more cars from Florida and Georgia to go to Alabama by having two races than you are one. Not to mention, if a guy is in the points, there's no way he's going to miss two nights versus, you know, if he he might slide if it was an Alabama race and he was, you know, I'm not saying the leader, but let's say you're sixth or seventh, eighth in points, you you may consider not going that far if there's one race, but with them being back-to-back, I think it's going to actually enhance the car count. Now, again, we could wreck some cars here and there, but in Florida, you figure, the one, for example, at Volusia Ocala, we're raising $5,000 as an out of points incentive, which is almost racing for a whole year for either of the series' or even Golden Isles, you know, and you know, the the champ of the, the high point getter for that weekend, you know, we got $5,000 on the line extra. So I think it's going to bring a lot of cars down, um, you know, that are maybe not even racing either series just because that's late in the year. And uh, I think you'll have a huge car count. I think it'll be one of those deals where you, you'll get 60 cars go to the first night. And, yeah, they may tear a few up, but I I think you'll more than have enough.
1: Ken, we're going to have to move along here. We've got a big show. next. Uh, but, but Carol, next week, yes. Ken, next week, we're going to have uh, at least uh, one or two drivers on from mm-hmm. the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series that will be at Ocala Speedway on the 27th. And uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to spend with us tonight. I know you're a busy guy. Get well, man. Get well. Yes, and thank you so much, Ken. Good luck in I'm everything off, you too, do.
5: Jack, I appreciate it. Hey, one thing some somebody did uh, tell me to throw out there, Everybody's throwing all the names that are going to run for the championship, and they're all viable. But I got a call from the man from Jacksonville earlier today, and uh, he told me don't count him out either.
1: Who's that, Johnny?
5: I think you guys knew who
2: I'm talking about.
1: Okay, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. So time.
2: Take care. Showtime. Yes, sir. Showtime.
3: Talk to <laughs> you. Night, Ken. Thank you.
5: Take
2: care, guys. Uh All right. Uh, there you have it. Ken Kenney, uh United Dirt Late Mall Challenge Series, if you want to go to the website. Go to United Dirt Late Models Plural dot com.
4: We'll be right back.
2: Check it out.
6: PowerMaster is your ASA series sponsor for the XS Power Batteries. PowerMaster is pleased to announce the introduction of the XS Power series of batteries, XX Power Batteries for racing applications, and batteries for your car audio applications. 12-volt batteries for street machines, street rods, off-road vehicles, and even motorcycles. Excess Power Batteries means 30% more power and no battery spilling. PowerMaster also carries your starters and alternators. Visit us on the web at www.powermastermotorsports.com.
7: Hi, I'm Rob Partolo, driver of the 93 ASA Late
8: Model, and you're listening to Real Racing USA on Short Track America.
4: Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website, or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Karnak.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done.
1: i wish they'd have made that song like florida dreaming or something you know like what you weren't even in florida
3: when they made that song were you no okay so what do you care
2: he doesn't remember what doing <laughs> when they made that song. you can't talk about it on the radio no kidding
1: take it away rob hey rob
2: yeah i'm here uh we've got on the line with us uh Stephen nasty uh how you doing Stephen? good and good
3: Oh my goodness, Rob, you should have seen this kid race this week.
2: Well, tell us about Steven. Tell us about your racing this week. Well, uh, the weekend was going well.
9: Uh nothing was going wrong. We we felt like winners the whole week because we didn't wreck the car, no scratches on the car. Nothing. So we felt like winners pretty much the whole weekend. Uh didn't get in trouble and we uh won the last night, and that was
2: a really good weekend for the crew. Now, how did it feel to get that win on the last night? Cause it must have been a lot of struggle during the week.
9: Hmm. week yeah, first. Well, I told one of my friends that I'm not leaving this racetrack without a win. <laughs> and finally, I won my first late-model race, and uh, won one of the biggest races at the beginning of the year, so... I'm pretty happy with that.
3: Weren't there about 28 cars in that?
9: Uh, there's, yeah, there's about 30.
3: There was quite a few cars, and you were right up front. Steven, when are you going to be 14? May 5th. Can you imagine that, Rob, 13 years old, winning that kind of a race?
2: What did you race before uh, these late models?
9: Well, right before the late models, I raced a pro truck. And. What,
2: what about before
8: that?
9: Uh, I started out in go-karts, and right after go-karts, I jumped into a pro truck.
2: Where'd you race your go-karts at? Uh,
9: I, r- I raced them all all around, uh, re- we raced in the nationals and stuff, and, uh, I was a state champion in those two times in one year, and, uh, I raced them all over, it was pretty fun, all the traveling and stuff, I got to see a lot of places.
2: Yeah, you learn a lot.
9: Yeah, I mean, I tried to. I was young, but uh, I tried to listen as much as I could.
2: Okay, okay now uh, you, you were racing the trucks, and now you're in late models. So uh, what's next for uh, Steve and Nasty? I mean, uh, you're going to be uh, uh, 14 soon. I mean, you're almost grown
0: up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to race the ASA late
9: models for a couple years uh Hopefully, I get to run at Bristol this year. It's been one of my dreams to run the ASA car at Bristol. And, uh, we're well, going to be running ASA for a while. And hopefully, something else comes along a little bit later in the, down the road. What's your car number? 51.
2: 51. Was that your truck number, too?
9: No, actually, uh, that's, we just changed our number for the late model. Everything else was number 69. Cause, uh, my grandpa owned a race team way back, and he drove, he drove all the inter Bay marine cars, and, like, Jimmy
2: Cope and Dave Scarborough, they all drove for him and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, so you had, uh, that's who you had at the beginning uh, helping you. He's still may now. I don't know. Jimmy Cope was helping you out, right?
9: Yeah, at the beginning, Jimmy was helping us out. I mean, we're still friends. We've been friends for a long time. And uh, he's helping us out every once in a while. I still see
2: him a lot, though. Yes, and, uh, now I know who you are now. I remember uh, you taking the nose off the front of that truck quite a few times, learning how to drive it, but that all comes with it, doesn't it? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Stephen, well, who's been your uh, the person that you look to up to? Oh, I'm sorry, Rob.
2: That, that was a rough bunch that you used to race with, uh, learning how to drive that truck, weren't they? Uh
9: yeah, at the beginning they were pretty rough <laughs> but
2: uh
9: I started catching on and uh I raced with Ross Chastain and he raced the late model with me a little bit. I think he's gonna be running with the with the ASA South a little bit this year.
2: Seth Dreco, you used to race with him too?
9: Yeah, I used to race with Seth Dreco and I think he races a super late model now.
1: I remember I asked about you that earlier. Hey, hey Rob, I I remember I asked you I asked Stephen I asked Stephen one night, um before a race, was just after they qualified, Ask him how he liked racing with them girls, and he said he didn't like it.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> I know, and they beat me. <laughs> he just doesn't like it when they win. You know, when they beat him, he's not going to like it. Yeah. Well, that's good, Stephen. I'm glad to hear that you did win that race there and that you're, uh, you know, enjoying yourself racing that late model. You know, that's my suggestion to you. Is spend some time driving that car, you know. Get used to driving that car, then... When you get into a Super and you start driving a Super, then I think you'll be that much a better driver because uh, those those uh, crate-type classes, you know, they, they keep the competition even. When you win one of those races, you know, it was because that you were a good driver that you won, not because you had the faster car.
9: That's right. Yeah, my crew chief, our new crew chief, his name's Jared Warren, he's been telling me that I'm never going to be all drag racing down the straightaway like the Supers can so I've been trying just to get him off the corners. He says just wait my time, and that's been calming me down during the races because I know we're all the same speed out there.
2: He related to Jacob, born.
9: Uh, I wasn't he. I'm
2: pretty sure that's his brother. Yeah. yeah his brother's a late model racer. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, that's the, a family of racers for sure. Yeah. The the first
9: time I tested my ASA car, out, I, I think it was at Orlando Speed World. Yeah. and uh he was there driving my car he tested it out he was the first one in the car
2: yeah well that's good you know and it's good that you've got you know these, these guys behind you that, that that can help you keep from making some of the general mistakes that you know guys make when they get into uh late models because late models are totally different than those trucks as you realize <laughs>
9: yeah there's
2: a lot more to them and there's a lot of tricks and It'll take you years to learn them if you try to learn them on, on your own, but if you get somebody that that knows it, knows the handling characteristics of the cars, and I think that's something that Jacob Warren used to do really well was be able to get cars to handle well and then not only drive them well, you know, and it sounds like you've got the driving part, or you're getting it down pat, you know. How old are you again? 13? 13, yeah. My goodness. Carol, what are we going to do with these kids?
3: I'll tell you what, he... <laughs> It was a very exciting race. I was amazed. Um, Steven, who do you look up to as a racer? I mean, everybody has their idol, like Tony Loved, AJ Foyt. Who do you kind of look up to and would like to emulate?
9: Well, in uh, late models, I like to Jess Cat. He's a really good driver. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's. Uh, we know him a little bit. I bet he was talking to me at the racetrack, telling me stuff, and he has helped me out a little bit. And he's just he just races it's amazing. He's God when he gets on the track.
3: Jeff is quite a racer. He's been around for a while, and he's my little Tony Stewart.
9: Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I saw your mom running around that track like a crazy woman. She was so proud. She didn't know what to do first. Um, you did a wonderful job. And when I posted it on the Carnac board, uh, New Smyrna, the Speedway representatives, even got on and said what a great week you had. So that's pretty complimentary. Um, we got to move on now, Stephen, but it's been a pleasure talking to you, and we wish you the very best. Be safe and have a great year.
9: All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good Take day. Take it easy, Stephen. All right. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Uh, okay. Whatever uh, that issue was, we have this Martian uh, invasion that's been uh, creeping into our, our stream over the last... Uh, month or two every once in a while we get our stream sounds like uh it was coming from some other planet anyway someone called me and I thanked them for that and we we fixed that issue but um we're going to take a break rob and come back with uh our carding segment with uh Seth Adams tonight huh
2: That's right be right back you're listening inside florida racing
1: Welcome back to this edition of Inside Florida Racing. And uh, as always uh, at uh, 8 o'clock or thereabouts on Inside Florida Racing, we turn to our uh, karting segment, of course, which is sponsored by the DeSoto Champ Karts. Um, If you want to know more about how you get involved in this whole deal, uh, feedback at Real Racing USA. Rob, what do we have tonight?
2: time for the big go-kart segment, and, uh, on the line with us tonight, we've got Seth Adams, who, uh, is a racer, a go-kart racer, an up-and-coming, uh, guy that's won a lot. How you doing, Seth? I'm doing real good. Now, uh, how long have you been racing go-kart? Eight years. How old are you? Eight years. Thirteen
8: right now. About turned fourteen. February 27th, actually.
2: All right. Now, um... During the eight years here, I see that you've uh, won quite a few uh, feature events and uh, won some WK Nationals in the past, which are huge races. Also, a little bit about your racing and uh, what your future's looking like.
8: Oh yeah, um, definitely it's a definitely a career that I want to get into and involved in. And uh, yeah, I have won a multiple WK state wins and actually won a FK championship and uh i'm real proud of myself and uh so um i basically i got a lot of local wins too and uh hopefully i get a lot more in the days coming
2: now you say local wins where are you from
8: uh right now i'm living in Rico, florida so what's your local racetrack uh dirt Devil
2: speedway in lando lake all right and uh you run some of those money events in at uh, Dirt Devil, oh, yeah. Junior. Do they let you run for money? Oh yeah, they they have plenty of money races and uh, a lot of people get
8: involved in that.
2: So, um, what's your future plans uh, for racing to, to stay in karting and continue on into the different classes of karting? Um, yeah,
8: I mean, I want to go up a little bit in karting, but maybe when I turn sixteen or so. Uh, get in the Sprint cars, and uh, try to get in the NASCAR. I mean, it's real hard to get in the NASCAR nowadays, but, you know, you the reckon news,
2: they'll pick me up. Yeah, it's tough to get in NASCAR, is the truth. you got to have a good sponsor, and with the economic times like they've been, uh, it's been harder and harder to find the sponsor. So let's talk Sprint cars. Um you know anybody in the Sprint car realm? Oh, yeah, actually, my motor builder uh, races Sprint cars,
8: Blaze Martin, and uh, I, w- I go out there and watch him. He's real good. And, uh, yeah, I know David Steele and, uh, Troy DeCare. I know a lot of people that actually went from go karting right into sprint cars and they love it. Um, sure.
2: You know, we talked to a lot of, uh, racers, uh, whether it be in sprint cars or trucks. We just got done talking to a, a kid that's actually only 13 years old and he's racing late models, but it came from racing car- parts, and also, uh, you know, other kids that, uh, they start out and and racing carts and and go on and I myself the same way started out cars and and race cars. we think it's great uh definitely a great tool um you know when you were talking about sprint car races, you know you talk about a guy like David Steele, you being thirteen year old old David's getting older, you know, and uh you never know you become a uh, good friends with a guy like that and maybe go hang out with him and make him a mentor. you never know he just might uh guide you into one of those cars 'cause uh Sprint cars is a tough business, and not everybody likes to do it. If you've got aspiration to do that, then, uh, you know, you just got to set a goal, I guess, and you got to go towards it, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. you got you definitely got to set a
8: goal, so you can't just... Well, I mean, uh, I know a lot of people that just stayed in go-karts, and uh, that's, that's a good thing, too. I mean, as long as you stay involved with racing, but just to my age, what I am now, I have to have a career ahead of me, and that's what I wanted to do was just to get into sprint cars and get the speed known to me. Then maybe go to Bush Series to NASCAR if I get a ride. Seth,
3: yeah. do you come from a family of racers? Um, how did you get started? What got you motivated?
8: Well, actually, uh, my Uncle Jason, he used to race late models. And my dad used to help him about every weekend. And uh, somebody told my dad about go-kart racing. And my dad was like, well, that's really interesting. And he got us a go-kart. And uh, he raced it for about two years. And he said he wanted to get me involved when I was about five years old, and uh, I went out there to, I don't know if y'all remember a track, Lakeland Speedway, it was a little dirt track,
0: mm-hmm.
8: I went out there, and I uh, got in a go-kart, and uh, I remember I went about three laps, and I uh, hit the wall, and I came around the next lap, and I told <laughs> my mom, I said, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, I want to go home, and I never want to race again, <laughs> and about two months later, I told my mom, I said, Mom, I want to go out there and race a go-kart, and from then on, it's been a good career, and uh, yeah.
3: Well, I got a feeling you're gonna. Um, we'll be hearing your name more. Um, I think we're gonna have to move along here. And uh, no, okay, good. We got some more time with you, Seth. Who? Um, do you have some sponsors you'd like to thank? Or oh,
8: definitely. Uh, first of all, I like thank God for keeping me race uh, safe on the racetrack, and uh, my engine builder, uh, which is Blaze Martin. And, uh, Matt, uh, Matt Salmon, which is as known as Stick, um, at the racetrack, everybody knows him as Stick. Um, Albert Ostrino, which when I was really young, he, uh, he used to help me a lot in racing. And, uh, Andy Partridge, my dad, mom, Kevin Christie Adams. And, uh, let's see here. TJ Newton, uh, who's my old, old, old engine builder. And, uh, Matt Walker. He's definitely helped me a lot. Of and, of course, Mike Portman and all you guys at Real Racing USA for getting me on the show. I mean, i love to do this, too.
2: Well, that's great. you got a whole list of them, and at least you you got them all in there. Now, let's, uh, who's your uncle at Race Light Mall? Uh, do you know him? is, was, not... what's the last name? Adam? Jason Bennett is actually his name. Jason Bennett. Yeah,
8: Jason Bennett, he raced, uh, late model, he was actually number five, which is the number that I am right now. He, he raced at Auburndale Speedway.
2: All right, so if you were going to, uh, I see that's that's good, you've got some uh, definite mentors and even racer in the family, oh, definitely. Uh, you know, from a track that uh, still races, you know, uh, do you only race on dirt or you race asphalt too? I raced on asphalt one time
8: and actually, uh, won the race, but, uh. I'd much rather it on dirt. I mean when it gets me to stock cars I like it on asphalt but uh um, well,
7: don't
2: you no, know? you haven't driven you haven't driven either one, so how do you know? Oh uh, well <laughs> you're looking at NASCAR, you're looking at NASCAR, that's why. Yeah, I was looking at NASCAR and I've
8: actually drove a mini stock before, a little four cylinder bomber and I actually went out there on the track and raced that. And it was I had a blast with it. I got into a little bit of a tangle. But uh it was actually pretty fun. I mean it's it's totally Totally different than dirt, but when when that dirt track gets hard, I mean it gets hard as asphalt. It's basically like racing on asphalt, just a little bit. You can't slip up out of the groove or anything like that. And uh, yeah, I've mostly raced l- on dirt for all my
2: life. All right, where are you going to be racing at this year? Probably uh all the F K,
8: uh any money races we can get into, and uh, probably Dirt Devil Speedway locally. All right. Where, and, you, uh, where you go to school at? Uh, Man Middle School. It's in Valrico, Florida. And, uh, yeah, definitely if you, my, that's what my parents are real strict about. You better bring home good grades
2: or no race, and they tell me that every time report report so That's right. That's, that's what, what it should be.
1: Parents yeah. have a way about that. Definitely uh, about real strict that. about
2: that. Yeah. And, and, and that's good because uh, you, know, you need to make good grades. You need to get an education because uh, the sad truth is I don't want, you know, that you may be the guy that makes it. And becomes the NASCAR racer, but the sad truth is, is that majority of them don't. You need your education, you know. Even if you're a NASCAR racer, you need your education to be able to count your money.
1: You sound like a parent, Rob. What'd you say? You
3: sound like a parent. Hasn't he changed over the last year, huh?
2: I'm, I'm telling you. What are you talking about? Nothing. I'm a parent. I'm a racer. I want this. This. This guy here, he might be the next guy to make it to, uh, you know, NASCAR. Eric Amarillo did it.
3: Right he sure of, okay. did. Joey Logano.
2: That's right. Right out of go-kart.
3: David Rudiman. Race.
2: You never know. The best thing you can do, uh, Seth, is to uh, continue to do like you are. Promote Self-promotion. The first thing that I'm going to say about you is you're a good self-promoter. You came right on. Told us about what you've done. And that's what you need to do. You need to tell people, hey, I'm a racer. I'm a racer. I'm proud of myself of it, and that's good. Definitely. Okay. Go. <laughs> it's good to talk to you, and... uh Continue to listen to the show, and uh, I think you're one of the first racers that we've had on the show on the karting program, so, uh, man, you should really feel special.
8: Good job.
2: I did, when my dad told I was like, that's really cool. Yeah.
8: Yeah, I've been looking forward to
2: it. Your dad, Kevin, he's a big supporter, huh?
8: Oh, yeah, he's a big supporter, and I thank him for that. If it wasn't for him, I definitely couldn't be doing this right now.
2: Yeah, we all have our dads to thank for that. 'Cause yes, uh without him uh you wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right, that's right. Yeah. All right. Well Seth, it was great talking to you tonight and uh you know, uh I look forward to hearing good things about you and uh if you win some big money and a big race, maybe we'll have you on
8: again. Yeah,
1: keep us up to, keep us up to date on your progress. Sir.
2: Oh definitely and uh
8: I hope to see everybody at Jasper this weekend for the Maxi Nationals. Alright. Maxi Nationals, that's the big tire manufacturer. Yep. And uh there's a big big money race coming up
2: this weekend at Jasper, I hope to see everybody at all right, you know of any other races that are coming up? You can just do our carding news, that's great. What else? Yeah. What uh, else is coming up? Oh uh, there's I know there's an FK race coming up and uh, a couple of dirt uh dirt double speedway local races <laughs> That's about it. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, Seth Adams, appreciate you coming on the show. You
1: talk- take it easy, okay? Thank- okay. Thanks a lot, Seth. We'll well, talk- thank you.
2: Have a good night, Talk Seth.
1: to you soon. All
2: right.
1: You too. All right. Okay, Rob- what else we got in the car? Well, well, well Rob, actually, uh, uh, Mike Portman, uh, who helps us with this segment as far as uh, arranging things, uh, we're a little light on news this week, but I did want to point out that... Uh, Again, that uh, this segment is uh, sponsored by the DeSoto Champ Carts, and uh, you can catch them at uh, racetracks around Florida. Uh, they race at, sh- at short tracks and stock car tracks, and if, if your uh, karting uh, organization uh, wants to get involved or with uh, uh, this uh, Inside Florida Racing here on Real Racing USA, send us an email at feedback at com.
2: Hey, I want to give a shout out to Mike Portman too for uh, yep. the work that he's doing with that. Mike, I really appreciate it. We don't get to talk much, and uh, he does a good job behind the scenes getting things worked up for that. You know, and you folks out there may not realize what it takes to even have a fifteen-minute segment, but it's because you don't know how to do radio, that's why we're doing it.
1: <laughs> hey, Rob, coming up. Uh, speaking of radio, coming up live, <clears throat> live, real racing USA live actually from uh, East Bay Raceway Park Thursday night. The Neesmith, I guess that's how you said. it, it's Chevrolet uh, Dirt Late Model Series. Uh, we'll be there at East Bay this weekend: uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, uh, the uh, Thursday and Friday events are forty-lap main events, paying twenty-five hundred to win, and the Saturday night main event is uh, three thousand to win, fifty-lap event. We'll be there Thursday night, and um, from actually, we're going to be there in the in the Hall of Fame uh, Cafe there from. Uh, Uh, Four to six in the afternoon. Rick, uh, Angie's, uh, Bill Green, and myself. And uh, uh, you know, uh, I don't think I told you, but uh, when we were there for the uh, for the uh, our last live show there, it was during the Lucas Oil Late Models. I don't know if you know that, Rob, but was it crazy? Well, we actually not only had a Rick Day sighting, we actually interviewed. Rick Day on that show, which you can catch by going to com yeah, and clicking on the uh, interview there in the, the Real Racing uh, USA live deal.
2: Where's he been? What's he been doing?
1: Well, he's now back in Florida to stay. He's been all over the country, a lot in Texas, did a lot of stuff out in Texas. And uh, he's back. he says he's back to Florida to stay. Um, he Has had he a,
3: found a home yet? What track is he going to work with?
1: Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's uh, He's open... Uh, he's open he's an open book right now on Wednesday night on Real Racing USA of course it's Dirt World with uh, Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid that's on 730 to 830 every Wednesday night and I'm sure they'll be uh, they'll have a lot to talk about after the Winter Nationals at Volusia that um, uh, they just both went through that whole whole deal which is somewhat of an ordeal but one of the most uh, interesting and fun ordeals they probably go through every year but um They'll be on Wednesday night, 7.30 to 8.30. Of course, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series race at Ocala on the 27th of February will be broadcast live on Real Racing USA. And uh, uh, the drunken announcer will not be there on that show. That will be, of course, Rick Angies. And we only said that just because we like saying the drunken announcer.
2: <laughs> he actually doesn't drink. it's uh, He's all natural.
1: Yes, that's right. And, uh, again, we're back to... Uh, we have some of our issues handled technically, and we're back taking care of the. He wants
2: to come on and admit to everyone, folks, that he has been taking steroids.
1: Yes, the steroids. <laughs> so, but the trackside tonight with Randy Dye and of course Joe and Billy is on every Monday night, eight to nine. And uh, those shows are all archived on Real Racing USA. And, and again, this past, uh, yesterday, they had David Rogers and Ted Christopher on. It was a pretty good show. And uh, you can catch that on, on Real Racing USA. Just go to realracingusa.com. click on Trackside Tonight, and you're there. Again, the information to get in contact with us is feedback at com. Did you have any other announcements before we take a quick break and come back with another youngster named uh, Drew Brannon?
2: I did not know. You did not
1: know? What didn't you know?
2: No, I did not.
1: What didn't you not know?
2: I guess I said I did not and then said no at the same time. So,
1: Superman. Okay.
2: I'm Tyler Ivey, driver of the number 47 car, and you're listening to Real Racing USA.
4: Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnak.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done.
6: PowerMaster is your ASA series sponsor for the XS Power Batteries. PowerMaster is pleased to announce the introduction of the XS Power series of batteries, XX Power Batteries for racing applications, and batteries for your car audio applications. 12-volt batteries for street machines, street rods, off-road vehicles, and even motorcycles. Excess Power Batteries means 30% more power and no battery spilling. PowerMaster also carries your starters and alternators. Visit us on the web at www.PowerMasterMotorsports.com.
7: This is Shaw Smith, driver of the 17SS Dirt Late Model. Central Sheds and Trailers champion for 2007. And you're listening to Inside Florida Racing.
1: You know every year uh, on the final night of the world series of asphalt stock car racing um i personally get to have one of my uh, most favorite nights and uh, most meaningful nights of, of being at a racetrack in the state of florida and that's where i i'm able to be lucky enough to be the person that presents the, the pdor sportsmanship award every year and um this year was no exception it was um it was quite a little special event there. and uh, Rob? As the
2: headline reads, Chad Pierce earns Heat Ore Sportsmanship Award. Chad Pierce is on the line with us. How are you doing, Chad? Good, Rob. How are you guys doing? Man, we're doing great. You know, uh, you were at a loss for words right afterwards. Have you picked those words up now?
7: <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I don't know.
2: <laughs> it all amazes me. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're, you're compared to a guy that was a persona of a race car driver on and off the track. Uh, great man. And, uh, you know, to me, if I ever would have got that award, it would have been real special, and I can imagine you really feel great about it. Maybe tell the folks how you feel about it. Well, it's not just the fact of, of his persona on and off the racetrack, but
7: also Pete Orr was a hero of mine forever. Like, I always looked up to him. I always watched guys like him and David Rogers and Dickie Anderson and guys race and always dreamed of racing with those guys. So... uh I mean, honestly, I watched Pete forever, and I watched how he handled himself on the track, off the track. I never saw him lose his cool. I never saw him really get... I mean, I've seen him get upset, but you never really saw it. You know what I mean? He never acted like a typical typical driver would when they got upset. So, I mean, I always respected that and looked up to that. And also, if you ever needed anything, I watched him go from pit to pit to pit one night at the racetrack and just help everyone. So, I mean, um, he became an idol of mine. You know what I mean? I really, I really wanted to... Uh, be just like him when I was younger.
2: Did you have any idea that you might win this award? I didn't even know I would be
7: eligible for that award. It it shocked me. Um, normally people can't keep surprises from me. I mean, my family and I, we were all talking about this. I had no idea. I'm sitting down there on the wall like a goofball, just sitting there waiting to drive the truck. They said I'm going to drive it in a parade lap because it had Pete's picture on it. Then all of a sudden I hear them, start announcing about who they were giving it to, you know, and they ran ASA. I was like, oh I ran ASA this year, you know, that's kinda cool. And then then they said <laughs> then they said so I figured I knew who it was gonna be, you know, I was thinking maybe Justin Larson or something like that and never would have guessed I would have ever got that award in a million years.
2: Well that's the good thing about these uh awards that we try to give out. You know, they're they're not awards that people can count up by points and say, Okay, well, I know this guy's gonna win and uh, right, right. the recognition, the recognition that you get is from, you know, a vast amount of people that come together and, and uh, you know, come up with these things, you know, and uh, congratulations. That's, that's all I can say. Thank, thank you very much. I mean, it means,
7: I, it's the best award I've ever gotten. I mean, it means more to me than anything else I've ever done. I just, I've had a pretty rough last couple of months, last six months or whatever with the race. And, you know, you get down in the dumps. We didn't do as good as we wanted to in the ASA and, you know, you really start questioning everything you're doing sometimes, but you know what? Stuff like this makes it all worth it, you know? I mean, to be compared to anybody uh, uh, like Pete's nature or Pete's stature, you know what I mean, is is a great honor. I, I mean, I couldn't, I still can't believe it. I'm still kind of <laughs> choked up about it.
3: Hey, Chad, Carol Wicks here. How are you
7: doing? <laughs> Good, man. How about you, Carol? I,
2: I saw you at Charlotte County.
3: Yes. I didn't see yep. you, did I? Yes, yes I
2: there. did. You didn't yep. know that? Yep. Yes, I did. I gave you a hug on the front straightaway.
3: Oh, gosh. Yes, that's right. Now I remember. The good-looking one, right?
2: (laughs) The
1: memories (laughs) are short, Chad.
2: What is this uh, this award that you won?
3: uh, Hold on a second. I was just trying to say congratulations to my buddy here, and you cut me off.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you, Carol. Thank Uh, you very
7: much. I think it's
3: well-deserved, and... um, i'm I'm really proud of you and i I know how much this means to you
7: oh man it's awesome and i mean i can't thank everybody enough i mean i never like i said i never would have guessed i would even be nominated for an award like this so go ahead rob awesome.
3: yeah go uh, ahead rob it's your turn
2: some of the past winners you know uh jay middleton lee collins brian finney bobby sears uh jimmy russell you know all guys that are great racers and uh that's going to put you right there on the list and uh well, not, not only are they great racers, but they also help out the
7: sport, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I've watched those, all these guys help a lot of people, like Finney and that, and that that gang over there in Melbourne and all, or uh, actually over towards Cocoa Beach, Titusville area, over on that side, on the on the East Coast, man, I've seen them help a lot of racers out, you know what I'm saying? That's what this is all about. Just everybody working together. I mean, right now, times are extremely tough. Uh, the racetracks, you know, all seem to be struggling a little bit, but We all come together and try to help each other out as much as we can, and and that's what that's what it's all about.
1: Yeah, and every one of those, uh, every one of you who have have got that award, it's every one of them is a little different. It's a very unique story, and uh, you know, like Jay Middleton, um, you know, he was a very young young deal that year. I mean, this this guy was a young guy on the on the scene, but what made Jay stand out was, man, he handled himself like such a veteran under a lot of pressure um, running in uh, two super late model series as a youngster and and he just handled himself so well that he stood out for that alone. And, and But every one of you guys have done a different had a different sort of path to, to uh, the deal. But one thing, you know, we look at those pictures there on the wall and you all have that one thing in common and I don't know what that is but whatever that is, you all have it.
7: I appreciate that. I mean I, I couldn't I don't even know what to say. It's it's awesome. So I thank you guys very much.
1: All right man, so we're How old are you, Tad.
7: I am now twenty eight. I'm old. Too old for all this crap. I was looking been Uh since I was fourteen.
1: Yeah, I, I was looking uh at the uh some stuff on the in the archives of Karnak the other day and uh man it was like ten years ago. And and there it is. You were running in the sportsman class.
7: Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Or the
1: uh, yeah,
7: yeah, would be sportsman ten years ago. Yeah, I was a rookie in the sportsman ten years ago.
1: That's right, exactly. It was
7: back when I used to win races.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. That's very cool.
7: Trying, yeah. Don't we all?
1: So what? What's your uh, what's your dad and mom say about all this stuff?
7: Uh, They couldn't believe it, but they were so happy for me. See, everybody knew but me. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
7: so, and and i can't believe they all kept a secret like i didn't even know anything was up usually you, i can read them pretty well and i'm like what's going on you know but no none of them i i didn't have even the slightest hint so it was good it was good
1: so what's what's on? go ahead rob i, I was just going to ask what's on the horizon for this year uh chad who knows
7: i really don't know i knew i know um Gary Fountain and I talked a little bit briefly about, you know, me working for them a little bit this year with their driver development program, but I wouldn't be racing. Um, actually, I got a lot of deals going on with uh, rally and and uh, drifting and stuff like that. I'm, I'm trying to work on trying to get that to the local tracks because I don't – I love oval track racing and all, but I'm trying to help, help the tracks make money throughout the week.
0: You right. Know, like
7: on a
1: Wednesday. Are you or, a
7: drifter? I'm a drifter, buddy. Yeah. I can drift. I can – I can do stunts. <laughs> yeah,
1: Are you you're still doing the stunt deal over at Disney?
7: Yes, sir. Oh, um, wow. With Studios. So I've been out there since uh, no, uh, October of 2004. So. Yeah, really? you do?
2: I've, I've seen three. that show. I've seen it. Yep. Talking about the, the, the little cars? Yeah, Lights, Motors, Action.
7: Yep. I'm out yeah. there. I drive there every day but Wednesday and Thursday. Drive the camera car? I drive a camera car. I drive the hero <laughs> car. I drive the villain car. I drive the remote <laughs> car. I drive... The <laughs> sometimes I'm
2: just walking around on deck showing people how to drive. <laughs> Folks, if you've never seen that show, let me tell you, you got to go see it. And That's cool to know that you're in that because I, I, I yeah. thought it was a pretty well-put-together show, and it was pretty exciting. Oh, yeah, I
7: love it. It, it was developed by uh, uh, a guy named Rom from France. His dad was one of the original two-wheel drivers. We got a picture of Rom two-wheeling a Volkswagen bus.
0: <laughs> whoa.
7: So he knows, um, he knows he knows this stuff. Mark Hager, who's a world record jump holder. Oh yeah, he jumped a, a school bus, a black school bus at Charlotte uh, about ten fifteen years ago. So he got a world yep. record jump out of that.
1: Yeah, he's nuts.
7: Yeah, oh yeah, Hager. He's definitely definitely a few French fries short of a happy meal. Sometimes I just get involved in the uh, the uh, the uh, stunt stuff. Um, actually, I was racing out at New Smyrna Speedway, and uh, one night I was driving Donnie Lewis's modified, and they actually came out and was just looking around, and Terry Roberts pointed them in my direction one night, and just so happened that night I wrecked. I used Alan Bruns as a ramp, <laughs> and I launched Donnie <coughs> Lewis' modified into the air. So, I guess you could say I auditioned well. I don't know, <laughs> but but from then they asked me to come and try out at, uh, at one of their auditions. I did, and. Just so happened to get lucky, I was one of the last guys picked. So, um, you know, they teach so I
2: teach you how to drive all the uh, the drifting cars and stuff. They teach you that stuff? <clears throat> yeah, the cars that we drive are
7: 1,300cc motorcycle engine cars, uh-huh. about 1, cars. So It's like driving a legend car, a bigger
2: legend car.
1: That's Ch- what it is. Ch-
2: yeah, G- got to see these things, man. It's, it's crazy. they got little motorcycle motors in them, but they fly, man. They, 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 yep. They'll go from zero to 40 miles an hour in a heartbeat.
7: Yeah, our entrance, we do it at 60. I mean, and that's in, you know, no no time flat. I mean, and they take fifth and sixth gear out of those cars. So, I mean, they could go even faster, but we really don't have the room for it.
1: Chad, do you know Tommy Trouble?
7: Tommy Trouble?
1: Yeah, do you know that guy? Uh, He's just no. another one of those stunt guys.
7: No, no, I haven't I've never met. Him, okay,
1: I was I, I, I didn't think. know if you seen I was just having to think I uh, hadn't seen or heard of him in a few years and I know he's See, I'm new to the
7: business, business I got too, you. you know what I yeah. mean? So I mean there's a lot of guys that do this stuff all the time.
1: Yeah, I went up to uh Craig Clark was uh, the track rescue. He was doing the safety for uh a, a deal Hager was doing up at Kissimmee Airport one day. It was oh, like I'm
7: lying. I do know Tommy.
1: You know him. You yeah. remember now?
7: Yeah, we went and did uh, did an event with him and Mark Hager and Robaldino down at Homestead, Miami. Yeah, he does
1: that. He does that Death Spiral thing.
7: Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Is
1: that guy is that guy wrapped or what?
7: Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Those guys, I've never met a better bunch of guys to hang out with. The only problem is they'll get you in trouble in a heartbeat because they're not scared of anything. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're not scared. And the funny thing is we don't drink. We don't do any of that stuff. Like, I don't drink alcohol or anything. Um, we don't need it
2: because we go out and do stupid stuff on our own. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, now, listen, everybody knows that I'm a professional at spinning out. Where can I sign up for this job? Where can you? Uh, <laughs> get okay, the hey, disney portal <laughs> i can loop it i got pictures to prove it oh, yeah.
1: that's right i can do there it in
2: go. control there you go that's what that's the way to do
1: it all right chad again
2: pictures, jack those pictures are going to be
1: yes they are they, yes they are they, they are going to be <laughs> online go. yes they are and uh all right, well, hey, it,
2: it was great to uh, talk to you um, chad i, I mean uh, I know you're excited about winning that. Like I said, I would, and uh, all that I can say is cherish it like the rest of the winners have. Put that thing right in the middle of the trophy room so everybody will see it. Everybody will want to know where it came from. It's the best trophy I've ever gotten.
3: Chad, oh, keep it. your chin up, and and you'll have a great year.
7: Thank you, Carol. Can't Talk wait to, to you see soon. you again. All right, y'all too. Uh, hopefully I get to come down there and race them.
3: <laughs> great, great. Looking forward to it. You take care. Thank
2: you, Chad. Thank you, guys. Take it
1: easy, Jeff. Bye-bye. Later. All right. Hey, Rob, Let's. Uh, that's pretty cool stuff, man. Uh, how about uh, another driver that we're going to talk to who uh, was racing over at New Smyrna this weekend was uh, Drew Brandon, And uh, we're going to take a quick break, Rob, and come back with uh, Drew. We rounded up. I had the wrong phone number. I was going to call him about 20 minutes ago and had the wrong phone number here in front of me. Yeah, so and then we'll...
2: soon after him, we're going to be uh, giving away our, oh, yeah. our driver of the month.
1: Oh well, yeah, we certainly are. The so Hildebrand The Hildebrand
2: for January 2009 coming up.
1: Inside Florida Racing, uh, we're going to take Inside Florida Racing all the way over to and down to Miami, Florida. Drew Brandon, welcome to Inside Florida Racing.
8: Oh, thank you for having me.
1: Hey, Drew, welcome to the show. So you tore him up over there at New Smyrna in the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing. I mean, from what I understand, you had such a points lead, you didn't even need to race the last night.
8: <laughs> the racing gods were with us, to say the least. So. <laughs> We finally had a speed week where we only had to use one car, and we finally won a speed week, which was uh, great, but the the, the bad part of it, all, of it all is that's nine days of school to start making up, so that's mm. what I've been doing here for the past couple of days.
1: Oh, so you had to miss, uh, you missed all the school, you had to stay out of school to go do that deal over there.
8: Yeah, and luckily I got real flexible teachers, but... So i got to make up the work and uh, keep my grades up. Otherwise, my parents will pull the plug.
1: Another
3: one of our young guns. How old are you now, Drew?
8: Sixteen.
3: Wow. Unbelievable. You look at those cars, and you just can't believe there's kids in them.
8: So,
1: now this was, how many years have you been racing the late models? Uh, I believe this will be
2: my second full year.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, now, wow. um, you won.
7: Drew,
2: talk, uh, talk to the folks a little bit yeah. about Drew Brandon and, uh, you know, what your aspirations are, obviously racing, but I see that you are involved in school. Are you uh, aspirations of any schooling? Uh, I, I I want to go to UNC, you
8: know, college-wise, but really I don't really have any time for anything else. I was on the varsity golf team for a while, but racing seems to take over your life. But I I don't have any problems with that, but I just focus on racing, school, racing, school. It's, uh, it's all I have time for
1: you won three races over there. Out of the, how many races did you run it at, at during the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing in New Smyrna?
8: We ran eight races. Uh, we had three wins, a second, two thirds, a fourth, and a sixth. I believe oh. that adds up to eight. But yeah, um, you know, we like I said, the racing gods were with us. My crew guys <laughs> stayed with me the whole time. Our cars were real good the whole time. But um, nah, I mean, third time's a charm. I tied for the points last year and ran second to jason boyd the year before last so it was about my time
1: right and you're going to of course be racing the asa late model south division this year
8: south and challenge i'll be racing both for um, ss green light racing and with butch miller and everybody
1: yeah as we talked about a, a month or so ago you you uh, teamed up with butch miller and that's a that's obviously a real good thing and i also i from what i understand you're involved with uh you always have a charity that you're involved with with your racing deal. Um, is there anything you could tell us about the, the, that or anything new with that?
8: Yeah, um, I actually changed my uh, charity. It was Make-A-Wish. I changed it to Charlie House, which is a program with Foster Kids. And I actually have a meeting set up with the company next next week sometime to get more information about it. And we're going to start doing some stuff with in the community with them. Was Butch with you uh, all these days? No, he wasn't. He was over at, he's um he was over in Daytona with Chad McCumbie, our truck driver most of the time. But that was that was really neat to go over to Daytona and play with the big boys there for a little bit on all of our off time. Oh yeah, you got to go hang out over there? Yeah, we um uh, went over there for Wednesday tech and Thursday practice I believe, but it was it was also neat, uh Ken Smith, the owner of the company and Butch and a bunch of the people from the team came over Thursday night, which was our 50 lapper night, and it was it was good. We we ended up winning that race, which uh, scored score a little brownie points there with the new team. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was awesome. I, everything went our way. We had very little that we had any issue with. But I really got to thank Mikey and uh, Dennis Reno for clicking together the whole time and getting my setups right and making it easy as a driver.
2: Yeah. yeah. Sounds like the racing gods were with you. And now uh, hanging out over there at Daytona, Do you make any uh, good connections over there or anything? Anybody come up to you and say, hey, you're Drew Brandon. Is it one all them races? Uh, I, I met
8: a few new people. You know, talked to Ron Hornaday and a bunch of the truck guys. But also the people with Impact, they're going to be hooking me up with some stuff. And people with Chevrolet. Just just I, I love being in the pits and meeting new people, But just real popular. It just makes it easier.
2: Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah, um So, the... uh, you talked about the series that you're looking to uh, to run uh, this year coming. Uh, anything else besides those late mile series uh, that you think might be in the immediate future?
8: Uh, possibly some ARCA, but I'm too young for that. Um, you know, this ASA deal over my summer, I have one weekend off. I mean, it's got me. I'm. I'm I got a lot of races, but. And In my spare time, I'm going to be going to all the truck races with the team and being in the shop. So, I mean, I, I'm going to have a busy year this year, which I'm really
2: excited. Sounds like it. That's for sure.
8: Who's
3: supporting you, think, you in all this, Drew? What's that? Who's your biggest supporter in all you're doing?
8: Right now, my mom and my dad. I mean, they're always there for me, and I thank them a lot for it. I know um, I don't give them the thanks sometimes I need to, but... Um, they're always there for me and mikey and tom and all the guys at the shop when i mean luckily this year we had a, a safe uh, speed weeks, but normally we got torn up race cars after this deal but just all of them that you know i'm not able to work in the shop with them but they they get it done for me in the shop
1: who, who is that mike and tom who are those guys
8: uh mike thomas is my crew chief car chief tire chief my whole chief right now <laughs> but um uh, tom is a he owns a business down here, and he dedicates his time to come with me and help me out on the weekends. And, you know, it's just little people like that that uh, help me get where I want to go.
1: That's a lot of travel for you, man. I mean, you, When you're down in Miami, there's nowhere close. you got to travel everywhere you go. I mean, it's a it's a spend a lot of time on the road, huh?
8: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm leaving next weekend to, for Charlotte. I'll be flying in the charlotte Mooresville area to meet with Butch and get fitted for all the race cars and yeah. all that stuff.
1: Then you'll be down at uh, the season opener at uh, the ASA Late Model South at Charlotte County Motorsports Park in the uh, middle of March, what, 14th or something, 15th?
8: Yeah, March 14th. 14th. Yeah. You know, oh, that's, that's our closest racetrack, which is still a three-hour ride for me. But
1: Yeah. And Then, uh, then after that, you go up to South Georgia Motorsports Park, I believe is the second uh, stop on that tour.
8: Correct. I think yeah. That's a half mile, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, it's a big, beautiful track there. It's... Uh, Quite a bit different from New Smyrna, even though it's a half mile. It's a lot different.
8: Yeah, I I, I haven't been there, but I, I, me and New Smyrna or New Smyrna and I, however you say it, we get along great. I mean, I, I've won my first races in the trucks or not not the trucks in the late models there, but um, you know I I can't I I'm so happy right now because I finally got my my championship there speed week. Sure. I mean, I tied there last year. With Derek Kelly, but the tiebreaker went to him because he had more wins than me. And the week, the year before, I ran second to Jason Boyd. But a lot of big names that I, uh, I run second to in the past, and now I finally won it.
1: Yeah, now let me ask you did you race? us? I'm trying to remember. Um, did you race in any of those, um uh, like Winchester or Salem or any of those tracks out there? Have you raced at any of those tracks where the, uh, Challenge Series uh, division of the of the ASA late models goes to.
8: I raced at Milwaukee, St. Louis, Mansfield, uh, Memphis.
1: Yeah.
8: Or uh, I think that's.
1: Yeah, I was I just think thinking were... some of those some of those places where they take the Challenge Series. Those are some some bad fast tracks. And if you like, uh, seem to do good at New Smyrna. Those those are those kind of race tracks. They're very fast.
8: Oh yeah, they're they're, they're real fast. They're real fun. I think it's going to be even better for me. When I go there with uh, Butch and them, you know, they have a lot of experience there. And, and uh, Port City Race Cars is um, sponsoring us in a way, giving us cars for um, for, this, for this 2009 season. So i got to thank Harley with Port City.
3: Whatever you cool. do, Drew, stick with your education because this can all end in a heartbeat, but you got to get an education.
8: Oh, yeah. My parents are really strict about that. No Cs. there's any Cs, I'm not allowed to race.
3: That's good. It'll right. you'll thank them for that.
2: Yeah, it sounds like you're living a dream, son. Yep. All right, I well, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that yet.
1: Not well. You're off to you're certainly off to a good start in 2009, and and if you know to have one of those years where it all falls in place, like you know we saw that with Wayne Anderson a few years, we saw it on Dirt last year in Florida with Johnny Collins, where no matter what you do, it just seems to go right. Well, to do that, you got to start good, and you've got off to a good start. That's for sure.
3: Yeah, was, when you're 16 also, and you feel like you gotta hurry, I don't know about that. It's
2: definitely part of a dream there, Drew. You know, because yep. uh, when, you know when you're getting when you're getting chassis given to you and you're going to go get fitted for cars and stuff like that. Trust me, that's a dream. You need to hold on to that stuff as long as possible because uh, don't get no better than that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a, it, 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 what what class it's in when you're when you're in the position that you're in right now. If you can continue that on, man, that's great.
1: All right, we've been talking.
8: Um, I, I gotta really say thank you to um, my mom, my dad, Mike, Mikey, the crew chief, who's taken weeks away to be with me at Speed Week. Tom with South Park Auto, um, uh, Dennis Reno with Extreme Suspension, Progressive Racing Engines, Port City Race Cars, ARP Bodies, um, and anybody that's uh, ever helped me that I, I haven't mentioned. There's uh, I know there's others, but without them, I I couldn't be where I'm at right now.
1: Well, congratulations on your early success here in 2009, and we'll see you. Uh, we'll catch we'll you your act Charlotte. at uh, Charlotte County in the ASA Late Model Opener. Yes, sir. Thank right. you. See you then.
3: Night, hey, Drew. Thank you. Hey, Rob.
1: Yes. You know, uh, last week we didn't get to. Um, we were going to say we had some 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 questions uh, that people had called us with or asked us about by email about things going on down in Charlotte, and we never got to that. And uh, half of them, I can't even remember what they are now, and I don't have them in front of me. But I do want to say something about that whole deal at Charlotte. And there might be a little bit of uh, maybe a lesson in this whole thing for some people. Um, About uh, maybe six months ago or five months ago, Linda Jericho was the... uh, general manager, operations manager something of that she did everything but wash the dishes down there and probably help with that and um, she was doing about every job there was down at Charlotte County during the week and then and, and scoring on the weekends. One of the things that happened during the, the late summer down there was things started going a little a little wrong uh, and, and uh, uh, basically Linda Jericho was fired from her job. And uh, a lot of people, that created a lot of issues for a lot of people. Some people were happy about it, and, you know, some people weren't happy about it. Um, but one thing that did happen was Linda Jericha had done a wonderful job um, getting media for that track. Uh, she had worked with uh, the local newspapers and the Fort Myers newspapers, the, the, the uh, Naples Daily. And these are all very important to that racetrack, as every racetrack's newspapers close are. I mean, it's a very important piece of the puzzle because the more media you can get written about you, the more free advertising you're essentially getting. And she had developed a lot of that stuff. And, of course, when she was fired, then that stuff was no longer being done. It was dropped completely. All those contacts were kind of dropped. The new people coming in to, to... several people that it was taking to replace all the different actions that she were doing was doing um, they couldn't just jump in and get those things uh, going immediately even if they had wanted to because they had to figure out what they were supposed to be doing well anyway, we finally um, got with Linda and and suggested that she work with Carnak media because we a lot of t- people don't realize that, but we do a lot of things behind the scenes that That people really don't hear about that much about but we decided to 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 have her work with us and under the auspices of carnac media get in touch with these people build up these contacts again and i'll tell you she has done one hell of a job in a short period there has been a tremendous amount of of articles and media last week there was in the charlotte edition of the um The Charlotte Sun, which has numerous editions, one for Ponte Gorda, Port Charlotte, Northport, etc. I think there's one out east as well. But anyway, there was a full-page spread strictly about the Speedway. Um, It was essentially uh, a full race report, pictures. Carol Wicks had a picture uh, that went with the story, as a matter of fact. There was a write-up about the upcoming event for the uh, last weekend about the Valentine's $10 uh, fan appreciation thing. She got a couple of articles printed. in the, uh, in the uh, Naples Daily, and just as strictly as a fan and a volunteer working with Carnac, this lady put that track back on the map in those media offices, in the sports, sports rooms and the editorial rooms of those newspapers. And uh, for that, uh, we think she should be uh, highly commended and applauded. And the people at Charlotte County, some of whom still, there are still some people around who have some, Less than kind things to say about uh, Linda Jericha. You should be ashamed of yourself, and uh, you should take another look at, at this. It takes all kinds of people to make this racing thing work, and Linda Jericho for whatever went down down there, is doing more than her share to help Charlotte County stay afloat and stay uh, stay in the public eye, and she should be commended for that. Linda's worth, work
3: ethics, honesty... Um, there's nobody that compares and I am so thankful that you brought that up. Thank you, Jack. She deserves it.
2: Yay, Linda.
3: She's so, going to kill us tomorrow.
1: <laughs> so, that's uh the deal with that and um they're doing pretty good. I think they'll do good this year down there, I, I think. think so. And uh, as, you know, some of the you know, I talked to, to uh, Joel uh, Cohen, uh, the promoter from the Indy and he he kind of uh thinks that this is going to be a tough year for uh car counts, uh, not just in Florida, but elsewhere across the country. That was one of the things he said he took away from this trip down here. Um, You know, I was, remember last year, uh, Rob, uh, you actually chided me on that because that was what I said at the beginning of last year, and it actually turned out a lot better than than my predictions were, and uh, so I'm not going to say anything this year because I'll keep my views to myself, but uh, we'll see how it turns out.
3: Okay, is all the mush stuff done?
1: Unfortunately, we wanted to uh, lay a bit of a surprise on our uh, Hildebrand uh, Jewelers Inside Florida Racing Driver of the Month for January, but we weren't able to do that. So uh, take it away, Rob. What do you think? Who should we give this to?
2: um, For the month of January... uh... The first driver of the month for January, I mean for uh, two thousand nine, going to be uh, Richie Smith from Hernando County, a driver that races out at Citrus uh, County Speedway. Um, won two features in one night, right?
1: Yeah, he didn't just fifty win.
2: lapper and a seventy-five lapper, one in a street stock, one in an open wheel modified.
1: Yep. Yep. Wow. Pretty special stuff. That was on, I believe, that was what January the third. Yeah, I think that was January the third. It was the first uh, first night of the uh, the first
2: winter spectacular.
1: Yeah, the first the night of the first uh, first race there on the July stock January January third. And uh, as one person described it, he passed just about every car on the track to win the the one race. And uh, yeah, seventy-five lap modified uh, race with eighteen cars and a fifty lap street stock feature with twenty-three cars. Yeah, number forty-two Richie Smith, Hernando County.
2: It's the Hildebrand Jewelers Driver of the Month for January 2009. Now, all you racers out there, you want to know how you can become the Driver of the Month? Well, first of all, go out there and do something uh, newsworthy, Uh, i.e., winning two races like this in one night would be a good start. Um, Winning a race, period, would be a good start. Um, Or winning a succession of races. You know, uh, you never know. For you folks out there that want to nominate somebody, Jack, how can they do that?
1: Well, you can send an email to uh, feedback at Um They can also email you, huh? Oh,
2: well, they could. You know, feedback at com is probably the best way, but you can send it to me at robelting at aol.com. Um, I'd be glad to take it in. I'd forward it for you. You know, any uh, anybody that you'd like to uh, nominate, recommend, you know, that's the way we do this. It's not something we don't have. Uh, the time money or the effort out here with the people that we've got working for us to be able to go to all the racetracks in the state of Florida every week hey. of the month yeah. to be able to figure out who the driver is we do this by people sending in nominations people um just winning and us realizing it you know obviously we do go through the finishes at the track and yeah you know uh but you gotta yeah. let people know when realize.
1: you do you got to let people know when you do good right yeah,
2: and, and we, like, like last year we realized that there were guys we'd see a guy's name, like Firestein at one racetrack and at another racetrack on the same night. That's newsworthy. Go out there and run two racetracks in the same night. I'm going to enjoy that.
1: Thanks, Carol, for being in here tonight. Thank, Thank you. Thank
2: you for having me. No, we
1: didn't get to get to... Um... Mr. Benner, we're going to catch you next week. Yes. Jerry Benner. Oh, boy, have we got some stuff to tell you and people. To, yeah, we'll have the uh, modified reunion, the show, uh, the archive version up. Uh, here in a day or two, and uh, then we'll have you guys back, and we'll talk about that whole deal next week because it was a very very special day. There is no doubt.
3: Oh yes, and yeah. you helped make it special. Yeah, maybe we'll Thank get you.
2: maybe we'll get a hold. To- See
3: how you always try to talk over me when I compliment you. Well, maybe we. will. Thank be- you, Jeff.
2: Listening to you're, you you're, talking over each other for those uh, people that like the uh, the uh, drivers' reunion. The old uh, what'd you call it?
1: Second annual modified reunion.
2: Second annual modified reunion. There is a lot of the, what I would call, old-timers racing, okay, this weekend at Festival Park in Zephyr Hills. They do their annual, they do it twice a year, their Winterfest or whatever they call it. But they get together all these old cars and they actually race them. There's a dirt track there and they race them. So you'll see, you know, Buzzy Rudiman and his old car that he used to race and and, uh, guys that used to race with him back in those days, Cush Rivette. Um, it's just a couple of the names that I can think off the top of my head They will be racing out. They do it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday At that festival park in Zephyr Hills um, Check that out They got a big auction up there big trade show and all that Something Well don't
3: just, you dare yeah. call Buzzy Old
2: How did he do it at East Bay by the way? Does anybody know?
3: Seventh I think
2: He only raced one night He only made it in one
1: I, I just caught something quick on the Internet. I'm not sure. Yeah, go to Karnak and uh, look in the results under the Florida Stock Car Racing yeah. section.
2: He better have made it into more than one show. David will replace him.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. All Thank so you, good everybody. Like good night.
2: Inside Florida and have a good night. Same time next week.
3: Thank Get you, well, Cece. I'm
10: Thank you, Carol.
3: night, Rob. Thank you.
10: Night. See you